Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Will Apple be found liable for the permanent hearing loss suffered by a 12-year-old boy wearing AirPods during an Amber Alert? Google doesn't about face when it comes to allowing users to keep their free legacy G Suite accounts. It does make them jump through a few hoops, though. The Great Resignation is real and is creating real opportunities for underrepresented communities in IT. And this week's spotlight focuses on Charlie Moore, founder and CEO of Rocket Lawyer. We've got all this and more in episode 36 of The Tech Job. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph, back in the building. And down in Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. No More Daycare, uh, Mike. My youngest is finally going to kindergarten, which means uh, no exorbitant weekly <laughs> fees coming out of our bank account. They're going to public school. I don't do private school. So I live in the area specifically so I can send them to some free. Well, not free. I mean, it costs Your money. Your tax dollars at work. Yeah, exactly. I ain't spending no money to be in no swanky neighborhood and pay for private school. You get yeah. one or the other. Right. So my kids going to private school. So all that to say, uh, we, we got a little extra change coming in the house uh, come the fall. It'll be interesting to nice. see what uh, tech you get. But my little bit, she graduated yesterday. So my back is a little sore just because I've been walking around like George Jefferson uh, since yesterday. You can't tell me nothing um, with the level of uh, proudness that I'm walking around here with. But yeah, she came out yesterday. So I'm just thinking, was like, man, you still got 13 years left to go. I just finished. Well, well, uh, that's how I go. Done and yeah. done. I mean, but you wearing fam you colors like she's about to be a rattler. What's up with that? Nah, <laughs> she uh, going to NC Auntie. She has committed. She has committed. In fact, we got to run up there. Her, you know, so her graduation was yesterday. My birthday is tomorrow. I'm turning into big five zero. Um, nice. Then her graduation party is Sunday. Then Memorial Day on Monday, and then on Tuesday, I got to drive to North Carolina so she can go do her orientation. So it is back to back to back to back stuff just going on until you know probably around the middle of June for me. So. So maybe you should have saved all that George Jefferson back hurting until you actually okay. have to do some work. Because you're going to be lifting <laughs> trunks and suitcases uh-huh. and boxes. So here's one thing that I do know, um, particularly when you're sending a child 
to school that is uncomfortably far to just drive back and forth to whenever you feel like it. Don't take a whole bunch of stuff you can just buy when you get there. Uh, pretty much wherever there is a yeah. college campus, there is a Target, a Walmart, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores, literally yeah. everywhere. So I don't want to. Well, for, for, for those uh, who can't afford it. Well, you, <laughs> I mean, I was, you plan for that. You save yeah, when, for that. Like we when, didn't have when, a lot of money, but. but when, we, when, when I went off to college, my parents was like. I'll let you uh, work that out. <laughs> Listen, we did not have a ton of money, but this was the only time. This was literally the only time my mother um, came down to school except for graduation. She came on the first. She brought me down there and then she came for graduation. Same way. Um, and we, you know, we, we, we flew out and went straight to Walmart uh, once we got there and, and literally bought like I literally only brought my clothes mm. and we went to Walmart and bought everything everything a footlocker towels pots and then like like literally everything we just got it when we got down there so right. and see and see what's nice now is that you can order the stuff before you get there so you you, you are absolutely mm-hmm. certain like back when we was doing it you was hoping that they was gonna have a footlocker right um, <laughs> right now we can order that joint before we actually go and make sure that when we get there we just run by and, and pick it up. So that, that, that is what the plan is. And to your point, yeah, there, you know, there needs to be some finances available for that, but you know, you gotta have, you know, you gotta have soap. You gotta have toothpaste. You know, there's just some basic right. things that you, 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 you gotta get. Deodorant. So, right. Soap powder. So, but anyway, Mag- orders. <laughs> um, so Steph, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. And thank y'all for holding me down. You know, last week I totally forgot. I, um, actually emceed um a two-day event called total impact it is the um summit held by impact phl which is an organization that um is dedicated to connecting impact investors with you know people that need that money and um just creating that community around impact investing um and esg investing and all that stuff sort of falls under the same umbrella so um i had agreed to do that a while ago, I still don't quite remember when I actually agreed to do it, but um, I agreed to do it a while ago. And just with everything that's been going on, it just came up on me a little quick. And I just I was like, oh, snap, Monday, uh, Monday. So appreciate y'all. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. So you know, as, we, as we get into our tech stories, uh, the first one here, um, I'm the non- iPhone user in the group. Um, but I've had near experience with i uh with AirPods and how loud they can actually get. So the story or the question is, do Apple AirPods cause hearing damage? And you know, we have a US USA Today article uh where there is a family that is suing because their son has suffered permanent hearing damage. After an Amber Alert, while he was watching Netflix, the Amber Alert went out and it was so loud that it literally ruptured his eardrum and damaged his cochlea. And he 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 will have to wear a hearing aid for the rest of his life. So, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, well, my first my first thought was, did they go through the AirPods settings and make sure they turn on the um I forget the actual term. I'm actually looking it up now. Uh, did they go through and turn on the volume limiter? There is a specific setting in, I know AirPods because I have them. 
uh, probably in some of the other products too. It, well, let me, let me back up. It's built into the phone to where you can vo- limit the maximum volume of any sound, whether it be volume straight coming out of the iPhone, Mac or, uh, MacBook or iPod or coming out of AirPods. You can a specific setting to where you can limit the maximum volume. So that would be my first question that maybe Apple's out. Um, those Amber Alerts are mad loud. <laughs> they are super loud. And I would be curious to know if that was the one thing that Apple wasn't allowed to control with their hardware. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you speak, I, I wondered that too. I'm like, can't you just go into some settings and like keep it at, you know, 50 or whatever? Um, because Apple is real quick to um, remind me anytime I'm at the gym that my headphones are up too loud and I don't even wear AirPods. I wear just over ear um, headphones and they're real quick to, to remind me, you know, when I'm bumping my, you know, my hip hop, like, Oh, you should turn your volume down. So it, I, I was just, I was very curious. It was just curious to me that, that they wouldn't make an allowance for something like this, knowing how loud it can be. Yeah. So I was trying to show you, I could, you couldn't see it Yeah, you couldn't see it. in in the, in the sounds and haptic settings in an iPhone, I'm just doing it from an iPhone. There is a specific um, tab for lack of a better term called headphone safety. And there's a a toggle on and off toggle to where you can reduce loud sounds. And in addition to that, you can adjust the decibels. Like for instance, I've got it at 85 decibels and that is according to this description, so you can kind of familiarize as loud as heavy city traffic. And if you want it louder, you can turn it up. If you want it softer, you can turn it down. So not to say that, you know, um, the people may not have a legit claim, but if I was Apple, I'd be like, yo, we said it. We, we put all the features in there. You know, here, here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> you should not have to turn on. Do not rupture my eardrum mode on anything. Right. Um, I, I if, agree with if that. Apple has the ability to limit that, um, then they probably should. Now, maybe they just didn't have the foresight to think about, oh, an Amber Alert could rupture someone's, uh, you know, rupture someone's eardrum. Um, but I can say this. I have actually been sitting next to my daughter, uh, while she, in her, uh, you know, AirPods were in her ears and we got an Amber Alert. And I'm like, turn that phone down. And then like no sooner than hers was doing it, then mine came on. I realized what it was. But it was it was ridiculously loud to where she is sitting on the other side of the room and I hear that tone coming out of her ears. Now, I'm not saying that that, you know, that loudness was going to be enough to rupture her eardrum. Um, I, I don't know. She didn't complain about it. It was just like that. I can't. It's an amber alert. But it was it was ridiculously loud. I mean, I could hear all the way across the room to the point to where it was interrupting me in watching television. Hey, turn that down until my phone started the amber alert probably five, ten seconds later. So the sun was 12. Actually, yeah. I saw I see Saray's question. Um, mm-hmm. he, the sun was 12 when it happened. He's 14 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there I, I I also thought they weren't suing for enough. Money. Oh, not they're nearly enough. For, you yeah, figure he's 12 for seventy five thousand dollars. I'm like, this boy got permanent hearing loss. Y'all going to need care for him. Yeah. 
you know, for years to come, um, new hearing aids or batteries or whatever. Well, you figure um, y'all should be suing for way more than seventy five thousand dollars. He, he's twelve, so let's just say he got another seventy five seventy five years to kick it, you know, around on right. the planet. That's a thousand dollars a year. That's not, you know, I can no longer hear out of my left ear because you know Apple did this to me or Apple created a situation where this could actually happen. Um, and that's ultimately and this what is the not the first time that people have complained about this either. So there is some some precedent around the fact that while, you know, this 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 volume limiter uh, setting is is there, you know, this is a known issue as well that Apple has not addressed. Uh, prior so they they could i could see where the family would would be able to use those prior complaints um to make their case and and again you know this may not be apple's fault at all because i i I have to believe that you know a government signal is controlled by the government (laughs) and 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 apple may not even just be allowed to to tamper with that in any way and i'd be interested to know if it's just just the luck of apple you know, them using Apple products. Uh, if this sound is equally as loud in Android devices, if it's right. equally as loud in Bose, right. Sony, you know, Jabra, any of these things. So we'd have to, we may have to run a test. It is. It, it, it's like a, they, 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 they were the ones that kind of lucked out. And then you get somebody with, you know, maybe, maybe that had extra sensitive eardrums. Cause you know, we haven't heard this before. So that doesn't mean it hasn't happened before, but definitely probably not to this uh, level of severity. Um, so there was probably something, you know, about the eardrums coupled with the sound coupled with, you know, the whole thing. So it was just a perfect storm of, Somebody needs to be held accountable for this, yeah. basically. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, so I'm, you know, me and an Android guy, I have always had the issue of not being able to get my earbuds to be loud enough as compared to making them too loud. Now, I have no experience of having them in when an Amber Alert came on. Um, but one of the things that I have liked about my daughter's AirPods is that she can pretty much make those things be as loud as she wants them to be. And as I said, uh, you know, when she first got them, it was like, turn those things down. You don't need to be listening to anything right in your ear that loud. Um, and me personally, I've just never had that issue with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, the earbuds. Like I, I personally use, uh, Plantron, or what is it? Plantron? No, Jabra, uh, drop, you know, Jabra. And like, so they get, they get loud. But they don't get like cutting the grass, uh, you know, uh, where I'm cutting the grass and I can still hear everything without having to, oh, I wish I could turn it up a little bit more. I mean, I can, um, they, they do do noise, isol- you know, uh, noise isolation a little bit, um, you know, where they're blocking the sound of the lawnmower out. But I'm always wishing, oh, I wish I could just turn this up a little bit more. And I do know that with her AirPod, she really has never had that as an issue. This will be interesting to see, though. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll be very curious to see how this all yeah, kind of shakes out. I don't think this one's going to court. I think Apple's just going to settle this one. They need especially, to just throw some money at this. And right. Like especially $75,000. They'd be like, look, here, here, here. here, yeah. here. Right. <laughs> that, that's Tim, a- Tim Cook got that on him right now. <laughs> in his pocket, just just hand them, you know, a couple yeah. dollars. Um, shoot, they they will literally play the lawyers more to deal with it than than the right. band, you know this, you know um this family, uh, right. you know that amount. So, guys, this next story is one that is uh, near and dear to my heart, um, where Google is actually doing about face on letting uh, users keep their G Suite account. So uh, way, way, way back in the date, 
um, you were able to, if you had your own domain name, you could for free set up, uh, you know, Google services to where your email and everything would be hosted with Google and they didn't charge you for it. So, uh, you know, you didn't get everything that you got in the, in, in the paid service, but you got enough, um, for it being free. And years ago, they stopped it to where you couldn't sign up any additional accounts. Um, you know, for me, I actually created an account literally with every single domain name, regardless of whether I was going to use it or not, because it was free and, you know, just have it. But, uh, you know, Google came out a few months back and said, no, nah, everybody who's still using it, um, is still doing it for free. You're now have, you're now going to have to pay for this. And it looks like they've recently just done an about face. So what are your thoughts? Um, look, I think they, so I was one of the people who was affected by this. I uh, left uh, Google Workspace for Business because I knew this change was coming, which is why uh, Inside Baseball, my email was all jacked up because I was trying to transfer and switch. I was trying to switch to Apple's uh, custom domain, but that didn't work out so well. They, they, They need some work on fine tuning that for the user experience. I've done a lot of switching emails personally and for clients. And it's a whole lot easier doing it to anything else other than Apple, but I digress, right? So I was one of the people that got caught up in this. I wish I would have known before I made my transition that at the very least, Google was letting us keep the domain name without using all the extra Google workspace, whatever the case may be. That would have gave me a little bit more time to figure some things out. On the flip side, well, not even on the flip side, um, it was free. So whatever Google decides to do as far as saying, hey, this free thing we're giving you, we don't want to give it to you no more. We can be mad as we want to, right. but it was a free <laughs> right. service. Right. So Basically. I got my use out of it, you know. So, <laughs> for a long time. Right. So, you know, for I'm surprised that Google did kind of not necessarily about face, but they kind of came to a compromise. They said, all right, we're going to give you everything for free, but at the very least, we'll let you keep this, but you have to switch it from a business account to a personal account. And then there's some steps that mm-hmm. you have to follow to kind of verify that. So that still may kick out a majority of people who are using it. Specifically or some people business. will probably just go ahead and pay right. just to not have to go through that process. Um, right. And Which right. is one of the things that I actually did back in the day. Cause I mean, this, they stopped allowing you to sign these accounts up years ago. It's, I, I can't remember how long it's been, but it's been a long time. And I remember because as I said, I would, every domain that I would ever set up, I would set, set it up using, uh, you know, this, these Google services because it was really easy to do. And to me, it's just always better to have somebody go use a Gmail client, you know, or you know, do something in the web, you know, you know, a, uh, you know, on the website as compared to having to set up like squirrel mail or something like that or hoard on the back end of a web server. It's just, just keep them using things that they know. Um, so when Google actually decided to stop doing this, if you, you know, you were grandfather, then you, you had your accounts and every so often they would send you an email that says, Hey, it looks like you're not using this any longer. If you don't send email or if you don't use the services by a certain date, they're going to go ahead and disable your account. So whenever I would get those messages, I would go ahead. Oh, let me just go send an email to myself to make sure that <laughs> this thing that I'm not even using that I'm getting for free, I can continue to have forever. And we, we have basically trimmed down from, you know, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I said I probably had over 20 domains where I had this set up to where now I just have two that are left. Um, I knew that I was going to have to do something. 
Um, and so now what I'm going to do, because, uh, you know, on, on the two that I still have left, they are for family members and they actually use the email that this is how they communicate, uh, you know, with their own personal email. So I want to, mm-hmm. you know, is, is it worth it to go through the hoops to, you know, continue to make this thing work for free or do we just move them over to like Zoho or, or you know, or, or something else, um, to where you can still get, you know, you know, roughly the same services, but just not from, not from Google. Yep. Like I said, they can't be mad because it was free. Yeah, so. it's like you had a you had a good run. You know right. what I mean? Like pack it you up. They found us. So and, you know, and I don't think um <laughs> the the paid version is super expensive. I think it's like five to seven dollars. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, yeah, like monthly. There's like a little. It's a, it's a monthly fee, but I don't think it's like super super expensive. So yeah, and it's like it's not five for the service. It's like five per email address. So I think you were yeah, able so to yeah. get up to ten email address on this. So if you if you were using all ten. Then yeah, you know, you, you're going to be dropping, you know, some money to them. But you know, like I said, it's, you know, as, like I said, like Terrence said, it's like, it it is free because even today people are upset. They're up in arms with how dare you make me jump all, you know, through all these hoops to keep this free thing that you are giving to me for money that I'm not giving you. So Ah. I swear people, people make me mad on that, man. It's like, it's free. Shut up. Like I ain't got to give you nothing. (laughs) Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So guys, this, uh, this, this next story here, uh, you know, I wanted to dig in and kind of get your, uh, you know, your, uh, you know, your take on this. So, you know, I'm certain that you guys have probably heard the term, the great resignation, um, that we've been going through since the pandemic started. Um, but one of the things that, you know, I've started to notice, I want to get your opinions on this is that the great resignation is really creating opportunities for people of color, basically, you know, I shouldn't just say people of color, but underrepresented communities um, in technology. Whereas, you know, like, you know, there, there are significant issues to where you look at, you know, we're 13, 14% of the population, but only like seven and a half percent of us actually have it jobs. So there are big discrepancies there, but there are opportunities um, because of this great resignation. So, you, you know, you couple this upon that you've got the youngest baby boomers who are like in their, you know, mid sixties, um, along with the oldest Gen Xers, which I think we're all in that, you know, all in that group. Um, they're, they're deciding now nah, nah, I'm good. I really don't need to go back to work. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed this two years of, you know, of, not of pandemic, but of just the way life is to where now it's like, no, I want to spend more time with my kids or my grandkids or whatever it is that you're doing. So when you start to couple, you know, all these things together, just since the spring of last year, 
33 million Americans have quit their jobs. You know, doesn't sound like a lot. That's 10% of the people who, no, that sounds like a lot. You know, that's not 10% of the workforce. That's 10% of America, right. of the population. <laughs> of the population. No, so a significantly, you know, larger percentage of the workforce that has actually decided that they're not going back to work. So the problem that companies are having, particularly tech companies, they just don't have bodies to put into jobs to do things that need to get done. So there are, uh, you know, um, what is it? J JFF. I believe that is jobs for the future. They did a study of over a thousand black employees and found that, um, that more than six in 10 of them did not have any type of technical job or IT job. Basically, they were not doing anything related to IT or technology, but they found that, uh, you know, that they would actually be open to moving into these positions. The problem is that they either can't afford or, or, or don't have the resources to get trained. Um, they don't have any connections, uh, you know, in the field. So they don't know what, you know, who, who would I even go to, to get an entry level job? Um, you know, and just, you know, all the kind of issues of where you've literally, you've never done anything from tech and now you're trying to, and it seems like, you know, there, there, there's, there's a lot of, See, different services. I'm, I'm going to let you finish, Go ahead. <laughs> but I, but I, but I got to stop you right there. Cause that was the, that was a, the, the kind of the stat that I pulled out of that uh, article as well. Um, and, and, and this is going to sound kind of janky, <laughs> sound super shady. However, I, I'm almost certain and I, and I, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that, you know, that all 10 of those people that, you know, the six and 10 and did, like all thousand of those people have access to the internet. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm almost certain I would be willing to bet money. I'm that certain that all thousand of those people have access to the internet. Um, Google is free. Talk about free. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, yes, we have systemic issues in this country that prevent, you know, people of color from advancing and da, 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 da. And yes, I'm going to also call out these companies for not doing their due diligence and, 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 and kind of falling back on that pipeline excuse every chance they get, uh, you know, to not hire folks that look like me. However, Google is free. You know, and, and, and if you have any sort of inkling that this is something you might want to do, all you got to do is type in that little search box. How do I start a career in tech? Mm -hmm. Just start there. Mm -hmm. And, and the wealth of information that will come back, that will be returned to you that you can then research and figure out where you fit in and all the rest of that because I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the, the, the reasons here. I'm unsure of where to, where to begin. Google is free. I lack the financial resources. I'm about, I'm gonna give you one right now. Mm -hmm. Launch code, launchcode.org will teach you how to code for free. It's a nonprofit. There are literally no strings attached. I've done some work with them at, in Launch Code Philadelphia, but they're nationwide. They're free. And, and, uh, grow with Google is also free. You can get certificates, IT certificates and data analysis and program management and all kind of different stuff like that. Um, so it's free. Um, yes, you, you need connects and, and all of that to, to get a foot in the door, but this is your moment 
you know, when 33 million people have just quit their jobs, you know, companies is, are being a little more, you know, willing to think outside the box in their hiring practices. So guess what? LinkedIn is also free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, so get on there and, and, and search IT managers or hiring job like this. This kind of thing frustrates me. And, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming the victim, you know, so to speak. But we can't sit here and act like there's literally nothing we can do because there are plenty of things we can do. You know what I mean? So I just I had that 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 line you read just burned me up so bad that I was like, that's what I'm going to address when we get to this story. And <laughs> And I just wanted to put it out there that, you know, stop acting like somebody is keeping something from you. You know what I mean? Nothing is being hidden. I mean, yes, there's gatekeepers and, you know, culture fit and and all that other stuff that happens in in the Valley and and tech communities and stuff like that. But still, you know what I mean? Stop acting like there is nothing you can do because Mm -hmm. there are things you can do. And I'm going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) Sound like you had a response, Rob. Um, (laughs) So I kind of knew as I put that in the notes and I read it like they wrote it <laughs> because I, I, I knew it's like you, you, you had a week off, so you could come with fire today. So Man, I, I agree with you. I was just reading the prompt as, you know, as, as was put there. So I agree with you on this. The one thing I will say though, I appreciate the, the, the one thing I, I will say, uh, you cannot underestimate the power that a mentor has when you can actually Absolutely. see someone who was doing the thing that you maybe uh didn't even know that it was an opportunity for you that can that can really help um so you know so when i look at this i'm like yeah you can just go on google and there there is tons of stuff but you know here's what had me thinking about this story because these 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 links are not new these you know some of the stuff is from like february of this year i just really wanted to have more of a conversation on it but i'll just give you a bit of a personal experience so i have uh, you know, someone that I know, I wouldn't say I know them very extremely well. They're not family or close personal friend, but it's somebody that I've had hundreds of conversations with, you know, over the years. And you, this young lady, she was actually working in a daycare center. Um, where she actually, I believe she was like either the manager or supervisor in a daycare center. And when, uh, the pandemic happened, um, that job ended. So uh, she was actually having a conversation with another person that I know a little better and it, it, who who actually is an IT recruiter. And they just started having, you know, conversations about, well, have you ever thought about going into IT? She's like, no, I've never done that. You know, I didn't go to school for the fact that, you know, she went to school uh, for education, but she she never actually, uh, you know, finished. And she did like, I wouldn't even know where to start. So I, I, I believe her when she says that it was, it wasn't even something that, you know, where she didn't know where to start and it wasn't even something that she really thought about. But what my other friend who saw her is like, so you created this spreadsheet that you're using at your daycare center to do all of these things. I mean, and it wasn't just a regular Excel spreadsheet. She was using power pivot, which means she, she actually had some skills. She'd read some things. She probably went to, you know, to the internet to learn how to do some things. Mm-hmm. Those are very, very transferable skills. So to make a long story short, she went from a job working in a daycare center where she was making probably in the mid thirties to this was, you know, she lost her job at the end of March. I think actually, I think it was the end of April um, when they actually, you know, did their layoffs. She got into a, you know, some type of boot camp program that my recruiter friend, uh, you know, put her on to. And by September of 2020, 
she was in a position where she was making literally a hundred and twenty percent more than she was making as the you know you know as a daycare worker. That's what I'm saying. So it just like you know you know there there are resources out here. And my here. only pushback to that would be again, I'd be willing to bet that all thousands of these people got a got a phone at least mm-hmm. at a minimum, um, and are on some sort of social media. There are countless communities built around this idea of transitioning into tech from a mm-hmm. non-tech career. I mean, like n- innumerable, you know what I mean? So again, it goes back to, are you really willing to do the work to, to find that community, to seek those people out, to get that mentor? It's not easy to get a mentor. I, I'm not trying to trivialize that, that idea, but the communities exist that are supporting people through these transitions and, and helping people level up. I see it every single day. I follow, matter of fact, follow Afrotech. Uh, if anybody's listening, you know, on Instagram, that, that is almost 50% of what they post these days is people saying, Oh, I just, and matter of fact, I, I, uh, I bookmarked one of them because I just saw it today and I was going to read it on here, uh, just to, just to try to make a point. Um, they literally post tweets, you know, every day. Uh, this one is from the Marissa D. I received my offer letter. I am going from about 26K as a part-time server and stay-at-home mom to over 60K plus fully remote as a junior pro project manager at a healthcare company. I accomplished this in three months. You know, so there's no mm-hmm. reason somebody can't be following Afrotech at Afro.tech and see at underscore the Marissa D this post and then go to Marissa D and be like, yo, how did you do that? Three months. Oh my God. Like I just, I'm like, I said, I'm not, I'm not discounting all of the myriad reasons why we are not getting ahead in this country because there are many, there are plenty that we don't even need to get into because we all know them. However, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You, you just get, in case we're, and I, and I, I hate that I'm monopolizing this conversation, but I feel so strongly about this. Because you are. <laughs> because I totally am. Um, but I got to tell this one more story. Um, when I left my job as an engineer to be on, to be in the TV media space, um, I was just doing a whole bunch of random stuff. You know, I had gotten an agent, but I really wanted my own show. At the time, I wanted to be like entertainment lifestyle, that whole thing. And I wanted my own show. I had no idea how to get a show. I mean, I, I can't mm-hmm. call Oprah. I don't have a mentor. I don't know any producers. I don't, I literally Googled how do I get my own TV show? And the first thing that came back was one of the public access stations in near me. And their headline was, do you want to host your own show? When I went to their website, they had their, the, on the homepage of their website, do you want to host your own show? <gasps> yes, that's exactly what I want to do. So for like a year and a half, I produced and hosted my own show on a public access station, you know, outside of Philadelphia and, and learned how that process worked and learned production and learned editing and learned shooting. It Honestly, I just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking. Uh, about it. No, I, 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 am. I, I get your point and I'll just go back to, um, you know, a, a lot of folks, uh, and this isn't even a cultural thing. This is just a people thing. You often cannot see the forest for the tree right there in front of you. You have this job or you had a job and that job goes away and it's like, okay, well, what do I do? You didn't think, oh, I should just go to Google and start looking for a new, you know, for new tech careers, particularly if you weren't in a tech career before. 
Um, but I, but I think it's Stephanie's thing. Why not? If you need to figure out a new mixed drink, you got a party planning and the um, the, the, rest, the liquor store. I'm not saying how people should be. Have your triple sec. I'm just I'm I'm just talking about Google you know, everything else. General I, I nature. We just and it is human nature, and and that's mm-hmm. kind of what pisses me off about it because it is human nature, and you're 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 trying to get people to change their mindset, which is a which is a tough thing to do. However, you know what I mean. You can't then you can't sit there and complain. That's um, so I was going to come at this story a little bit differently. Well, not from a different aspect. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> I'm curious as to why all of the sudden these tech companies are so interested <laughs> in black workers and what, what can we do to get underrepresented and whatever, whatever, whatever to people. It sounds like these companies are having a hard time finding people because people have started to wake up and mm-hmm. say, I don't want to work for anybody. That red pill. And so I'm going to, uh, be a social media influencer. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to uh, start my own practice. I'm going to consult. I'm going to do all of these things, which is a button heads with a regular nine to five job. So now these companies are scrambling and they're like, all right, uh, black people, you get right. Here's the jobs. And, and we're like, nah, we're cool. We're I'm cool. just fine starting my own business or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Living so my now, best life. So now, right. So I'm curious as to why now all of this attention, I'm not saying this, you know, this uh, story that we're reading on, what is it? NBC? I think it's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah, That this is the, this is what's going on everywhere. But I just find it curious as to Mm -hmm. why all the interest now? Why? I I think it part of it is uh, when our former president, put the kibosh on all them H-1B visas mm-hmm. as well. So now you can't import the t- talent like you were. The cheap you know, tech talent the, is what I was getting at. The cheap tech talent, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Let's just call it, listen, we keeping it all the way a, a bean here. Mm-hmm. Um, You can't import that cheap tech talent anymore. So now where are we going to get it from? You know what I mean? And I'd be curious you to, to, to extend that thought further, where these starting salaries are looking like for these black and brown people, y'all all of a sudden realize exist versus what y'all paid, you know, Chad when he came up in there. Um, so talk about that. there are, there, I think there's two answers uh, to this. Uh, it, it, you took one of them, the, the clamp down on, because these companies had this figured out. We're going to import the, uh, you know, we're, we're going to import, uh, you know, these folks, uh, you know, into the country or into call centers in their country and have them do the work. and. That has changed dramatically in the last uh, five, six years. So that's part of it. The other part, too, is that I think the companies are they are trying to kill two birds with one stone. I hate to use that analogy, but this is really what it is. These companies understand that they have, uh, you know, significant underrepresentation of, uh, you know, um, you know, of black folks in their company. They know that on some level, they probably want to change that because for them, the you know, their bottom line does better. Uh, when, uh, they're more representative of their customer base. Um, that's just business, just smart business. They also know that they are running into a, uh, into a crisis situation. Um, we talked about 33 million people quit since last spring. So in a year's time, 33 million folks have exited the workforce. 
And there's really no signs of that slowing down anytime soon. So, um, you know, these companies, they're going to have to get the talent somewhere because ultimately if they can't get the people, uh, to do the things that they need done, that's ultimately going to affect their bottom line. So if they can say, well, you know what? We can put programs in place. And I did want to talk about, you know, one that uh, IBM is actually doing where they're working with uh, six HBCUs. Uh, to just, you know, try to increase, uh, the number of folks going into cybersecurity. Well, why are they doing that? Because we need people to work in cybersecurity. Um, where is an untapped set of resources that we can go get? Well, there's not a lot of black folks that are doing this. Um, can we get people who are going to come and work for us and do the things we need them to do there? I think that it really just comes down to a math problem for them at the end of the day. And if we can at the same time actually um, we, we, we can at the same Leverage. time, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be jaded here, but if we, if we can actually at the same time, okay. Yeah. If we can at the same time, you know, get more black folks up in here because we, we, we need to do that. Let, let's, let's, we can, let's, we can let's, them up and we can fit, fill our quotas and, you know, yeah. I mean, come on. And like I said, not like, now that you mentioned that Terrence, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I need to see some starting salary numbers. Mm-hmm, Seriously, mm-hmm. I need to it's see like, because it's like it's where cool. can we find the cheap work? Black right. people go. And 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 <laughs> if you was only like like the girl, you know, the, from the from the Instagram post I read that went from 26k to to 60k, ain't nobody not taking that. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you telling me I'm going to make 60k plus doing this, I'm not going to not take that. But, but are you, you doing paid, 60K work or right. are you doing 120K right. work? Exactly. Because you mm-hmm. paid Chad 120. So mm-hmm. so guess what you here, pay me, what you owe me. Here's one of the things that, uh, you know, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in, uh, you know, in, you know, Northeast Ohio. Your, my, my folks worked one of two places, a car manufacturer or a steel mill. That's what they did. And these were really good, high paying jobs. And for them, it was, you know, you get that job and you hang on to it and you keep it forever. And that, and I, you know, I don't want to say that it's just our culture because I think there's other cultures that do this as well. Once you get that good job, you keep on to that good job and, you know, you, you retire out of there. You know, you find that job when you're 24 that you can work to until you're 67. Um, but today things are changing and most people who are being honest with, you know, the people that they're recruiting there, you know, I've heard this. If you want to significantly increase your income over a six year period, you need to change jobs three to four times. And then I'm thinking it's like, man, you know, that means you're not, you know, you're barely working a place two years before you're jumping. But yeah, if, if you get two years experience and then you can demand literally, uh, you know, a hundred percent more on your salary. Chances are, once you're in a place, they don't move like that. I think we're going to start seeing some numbers uh, that are going to reflect that maybe they are, because like I said, you, you know, you, what companies are now having to do is that, nah, um, you know, I, I have to keep this person here. I don't want them to leave because it's going to be significantly more expensive for me to replace them. Um, I think you are seeing some of that now. But, uh, you know, but as I was saying, it's like, you know, today in IT, if you really want to significantly increase your salary over like a six year, eight year period, you know, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, you know, get a job, get the experience. If they promote you in it, that's one thing. But if you don't see a promotion in a couple of years, there's somebody else who, you know, who has an opportunity for you to move into. And, you know, I, you know I've, I've read stories of people who literally four year, five year period have increased their salary by, you know, 200%. It is. It's done. I mean, it's just we all have work to do from our own respective 
areas and, and angles. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, like we all got work to do. The companies, us, you know, everybody, we all, we all got work to do. And, and there's, there are things that can be done. And, and, you know, we gave out some good resources here. Like, I don't want people to think, think that, you know, and then think about too. So Ray made a good point, you know, about the idea that not all tech jobs require, you know, how to code. You know what I mean? Now you say, well, I can't, I don't, I don't want to program computers. So now you Google what tech jobs don't require you to be able to code. Mm-hmm. And then that list comes up and there's all kind of stuff you can Most do that you don't have to touch. A co- yeah. And even People. the ones that do require you to code, they just copy and paste them from GitHub. So everybody, anybody could do that. I mean, I ain't trying to trivialize coding because I do it, but it's like it, it's all possible. It's all and, possible. And, and people turn into Google whiz kids when they're planning this next vacation to to Tulum, Mexico. So when people are back and hear it. When they need to plan their baby's uh, graduation party. They be wizards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That don't need you to code at all. (laughs) Right. User experience, user design, like Mm -hmm. user interface. Like you don't need no code for that. Like come Mm -hmm. on. Like y'all can y'all y'all can do this. I I I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm rooting for y'all. Y'all can do this. We can do this. Come on. Yeah, and come I, on. And I think like you know our show and other shows like ours and other you know pub you know um, other media like what we're doing. We we got we just got to keep ringing that bell. It's like hey, you can do this because, um, you know I've been a mentor to multiple people over my career, and I can just tell you just the. Uh, you know, just the, the light in their eyes when they see somebody, you know, in a, you know, a director or an executive director or a VP position, it looks like them. You can almost, um, you know, see the shoulders kind of go down and you can relax into a conversation because there is a, you know, a shared, uh, you know, just a shared perspective. Um, and there really, there aren't a lot of us. So as I said, I think it was like 7.4%, um, you know, of the IT, you know, things that would be considered IT jobs are African Americans. But when you actually get into leadership, um, positions, it's like less than 2%. In fact, I think oh, it's, yeah. it's, it might even be less than 1.5%. Or so. again, or bump your little funky nine to five job. I'm going to start my own business. Let you keep that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of that happening. There's, yeah. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options. It's just, we just, we just have to be more intentional about the stuff we choose to, you know, invest our time and effort mm. and resources. But in. yeah, I just, I want to say this. I didn't want to bury this part, but like I said, IBM um, partners with six HBCUs schools to train underrepresented communities on technology. I'm not mad at that. If they're going to give HBCUs money specifically to get people to go into cybersecurity, there's going to be more folks that look like us that are going to be in cybersecurity. So, um, you know, I, I, we all have some views on on this. I'm not going to get into that deep. I'm, you know, I'm not giving IBM flowers, but I am saying that there are solutions out there that you can actually yep. get this kind of training. And, you know, I mean, maybe we, you know, when we put the show notes out tomorrow morning, when we actually post the show, maybe we can actually link to some stuff, uh, you know, in our show notes where folks can just go. Because once again, all we're going to do is Google it and, and copy the links. But sometimes maybe that's what it takes to actually spark. The, oh, I can, it, you know, not, not to get onto a tangent, but I get it. the I number get of times that people it. will ask a question is like, why are you asking me when you can go to the, gor- the, the Oracle of all knowledge? The, uh, the website LMF. L M G T F Y dot com. L M G 
G T F Y. Yeah. L- there's a website, lmgtfy.com. Let me Google that for you. And it literally just takes you to Google. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, was, I, I had another, I had another one that I maybe not to uh, say on the show, but uh, <laughs> hashtag GTS, uh, Google that shit. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, and you're right. We yeah. do it for everything else, but when it comes we to it improving, improving your employment, um, unless you are actively looking for it. And I think that's another part of it. If, if, if you're not in a situation where you are actively looking for something, you don't even necessarily think to go look for something. It's like, you know, you're, you're in this job and like I said, this is not an our people thing. This is just a people thing. You know, I've seen folks that will just do a job and be miserable at it because it pays them. Right. Forever. Um, you know, forever. And it's like, you know, that, that is, you know, I, I was looking, there is a, a, a Twitter, uh, um, hashtag called Black Tech Twitter. I believe it was Paris Athena. Paris Chandler is her, is her actual name. Started this thing a few years back. And when you go into this Twitter thread, all you see, I got hired here. I did this. Yep. I did this boot camp. There's so much information. I in the show notes along um, with yeah, there's so There's so much information out there. And we, we are not joking with this. We are seeing people who are literally uh, doubling, tripling, quadrupling their pay in, you know, in a year, 18 months time. And, um, you know, I, you know, I was reading another story about a young man who, uh, got laid off during the pandemic, did a three month booth camp, was supposed to go into a three month internship. They hired him after 34 days of the internship did, you know, um, you know, literally. So it took him about four months to, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say that he's, um, that he's significantly increased his salary. I want to say he more than doubled his salary in about, you know, just a little over four months. Um, that is not, you know, who couldn't stand to make twice as much as they make? Who, you know, who, who wouldn't uh, benefit from that? Um, and then when you start to see the perks of this, here's what companies are having to do. Oh, you want to work from home? Cool. No problem. Um, you don't want to we'll send you, you a computer <laughs> and uh, a router and we'll send somebody out to hook all your stuff. Up. Like, it's just yeah. like, at, I don't want to say at this point, there's no excuse, but at this point, there's kind of no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the excuses are minimal. I mean, we live in America. We know America is, is the, the structures and, and racist structures like that's. Let's just take that off the table for for the moment because that's well, always all things considered. You don't yeah, have to take that's it off that's table. always going to be there though. So are mm-hmm. we are we always gonna you know? And I definitely don't want to be that person. Like, are we always going to use that as an excuse? Because sometimes it is systemic and structural, and there are some things you just can't do to to overcome you know racist practices. This just I don't believe this mm-hmm. is one of those times. You know, that's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. I ain't trying to act like racism doesn't exist and, and all of that. I'm just saying this is not necessarily one of those times so, where racism is the barrier keeping you from getting that bag. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me qualify this and clarify what I'm about to say. Cause I don't want people coming for me. Um, I understand. I understand. All this, you know, the systemic things that, you know, um, that keep us from doing the things that we should be able to do at the level that everybody who has less melanin in their skin, uh, than we do. That being said, I will never forget this. I remember when I got my first, and I'll call it my first real job, my, you know, my first real job in IT. And I was telling my dad, my pops, I was like, man, it's like, they got some racist stuff going on here. And he's like, so you think it's worse for you than it was for me when I was your age? And it's like, 
Um, you know, basically what he was telling me is like, yes, um, and you still have to figure out what you need to do to be a productive human, you know, being, um, you know, uh, you know, in, in this country. And like I said, I, I don't want that to ring, uh, you know, um, like I am dismissing it. I am not trying to Kanye West any situation right here because I, you know, I, we definitely understand that. But, um, you know, I look at these stories. I look at the sources that are available. Are there going to be issues in them? Yeah, just like the issues you already have where you're currently working. These ones just allow you to make twice to three times as much um, in a career throw, that you may actually uh, truly enjoy. I'm going to throw one more resource out there, and we'll, we'll put this in our show notes as well. Uh, learn to code with dot me. So learn to code with dot me. Literally. 113 of the best places to learn to code for free. And this was just in a very, very, I literally just Googled it just now. So like learn to code with dot me and you can find 113 of the best places to learn to code for free. So, I mean, that's just a place to start. Like I said, everybody's not going to want to code. Everybody's not going to want to learn to code. There are tons of tech jobs that you don't have to code, but you know, I just want, to, you know, impress upon people how much information is out mm-hmm. there. It's, it's, it's out there. It's out there waiting on, waiting on y'all. Yeah. And what you'll find, and we'll, we'll leave this story with this. There are a ton of different organizations. We mentioned, um, that, you know, uh, jobs for the future, but there are a ton of organizations like this. And many of them are nonprofits that were started by recruiting firms because the re- recruiting firms know we need people that we can place. So we can continue to get the exorbitant fees that we get when we place tech people into these roles. So they've said, well, how do we do that? Well, let's go build a pipeline. Let's train folks. No cost to them. Um, because once we get them trained, um, and they have a skill set, we can place them and get the fee on the back end. So, so yes, are they making money off of placing you? They absolutely are. But that's okay because it, you know, it, it, it worked for you as well. Like I said, you know, some of these jobs, you're going to see folks double or triple or more their income in under six months. So like I said, I, I knew that we were going to, we were going to dive deep into that one. Um, so like I said, I, I was Final thoughts, Terrence. Um, no, not really. Um, uh, well, I'll add to the resources. A lot of these companies that we love, like the fang companies, specifically Google, they offer a lot of their certificates for free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, and they got the websites, they've got the resources. So you may not even have to go, to a nonprofit or a recruiter or some other company that's sole purpose is to teach people like learn the code or any sort of, you, you can go straight to the company, go to their website, get Google a certificate grow or two. With Google. Mm-hmm. It's called grow with, that's their program, yeah. grow with mm-hmm. Google. And they're yeah. like hiring. Yeah. So you get their certificate. Now you can go to Google and be like, I got y'all certificate. Can assist to get a job? Yeah. You know? Now once Google, you, once you get, now once you get in there again, <laughs> Don't let them give you no peanuts. Because okay. again, that goes back to my original issue. It's like, all right, these jobs are open because people have starting to see and realize their value. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else or I want to go higher or I want to go to a company that fulfills me. I may have to, I may not be a not, everybody's not a nine to five person. I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody's not an entrepreneur person. Everybody's not a self you know, self-employed business person. They maybe like the, the, the every two weeks, my check is in the mail thing, but they may be working for a company that they hate, or they may be company working a job that they hate, 
or they may be working with people that they hate. And people are like, and people are no longer, like you said, Rob, are just going to sit there and take it when they know, okay, I can just go change a job and find a better fit. Or I can go find a company that aligns with my inner spiritual value, whatever, whatever the case may be. You can do that and just out of there. You know, my whole thing with companies is like, you know, they'll, when, when the bottom line is at danger, they'll, they'll, you know, erase people off the bottom line and they'll walk you out the job that same day. But when we working for that company, we feel so beholden and loyal to the company. Right. It's like, okay, well, if I they leave, don't care my, nothing about you. And, and look, the, the whole time two layoffs need to happen. Your name on at the top of the list, and they don't. And they ain't gonna, and they ain't gonna be on some. Oh, we're gonna give you two weeks to find a new job, and or some severance, gonna, or your cobra, or anything. Right, and, right. And so Ray makes a good point too. You could have a tech side hustle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know what? I, I almost am certain that we will talk about some of this in the after party uh, after we get done, because I, I got some more, some, some more things I want to say. So I just want to talk about that. Uh, how do you get access to the after party? How do you get access to our live stream? Um, I forgot to put this at the beginning of the show, but anybody that's listening right now, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John. And we have multiple tiers over there, but each of those tiers gets you access to our live stream and our after party. And I can tell you the after party, we have some deep, interesting conversations there. So you may not want to miss that. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we did not have a spotlight last week, uh, but we got one this week. So, Stephanie, go ahead and tell us about Charlie Moore, the founder and CEO of Rocket Lawyer. So I was pretty excited about this because, I mean, I'm familiar with Rocket Lawyer. I feel like I've used Rocket Lawyer um, at some point to, like, print out a template contract or something like that. Um, I don't know that most people knew that the founder and CEO was was black. Um, and, and Charlie's doing his thing. So let's just learn a little bit about Charlie Moore. He is the founder and CEO of Rocket Lawyer Incorporated. His experience as an attorney representing startups exposed him to both the high cost and high value of great legal advice. So he started Rocket Lawyer in 2008 to deliver high value legal services at a price nearly everyone can afford. Today, Rocket Lawyer is one of the most widely used legal services in the world with operations in the United States and the United Kingdom. Charlie has been engaged in internet law and business since beginning his career as an attorney at Venture Law Group in Menlo Park, California. He represented Yahoo in their IPO, Web TV Networks that was acquired by Microsoft. Microsoft and Sarant Corporation that was acquired by Cisco Systems at critical early stages and was the founder of OnStation Corporation that was acquired by the Cobalt Group. Charlie graduated from the United States Military Academy. Um, excuse me. Charlie graduated from the United States Naval Academy and the University of California at Berkeley uh, is where he got his JD. Moore grew up in the St. Louis area where he helped his dad who ran a chain of gas stations. He served as a U.S. Naval officer and is a Gulf War veteran. Charlie currently serves as chairman of the board of directors of Rocket Lawyer and on the executive board of Teach for America. 
In April 2021, Rocket Lawyer raised an additional $223 million in financing from an investor group led by Vista Credit Partners. As a Black CEO in Silicon Valley, Moore has suffered his share of racial incidents and says he has experienced racial profiling multiple times. The killing of George Floyd further alarmed Moore, who has three sons. As a way to offer aid, Moore added the new function to Rocket Lawyer's mobile app called Rocket Evidence. Any user can upload video footage they've taken or found that may show evidence of a crime and get a consultation with lawyers at the company. I think that is super dope. Rocket Lawyer's latest project is a partnership with Consensus, an Ethereum blockchain company and Consensus startup Open Law to accelerate the distribution of our Rocket Wallet service for trusted smart contract execution. By operating on the blockchain, Rocket Lawyer is the first mainstream legal tech company to create smarter transactions and limit the sharing of consumers' personally identifiable information to prioritize consumer privacy and security shout out to charlie moore i'm looking at this dude he looks like a relatively young guy um mm-hmm. you said you said that you know at the naval academy was it the first gulf war that he was in um that's what it looked like it, it wasn't there weren't a whole lot of dates yeah. on any of the information well, i just want to imagine if he, if, if, first yeah, if he came out of the naval academy around the time to go do that he should be in his probably early 50s at this point so once again mm-hmm. we're talking about people who are relatively young yeah. um you know who are doing awesome things so no that was a good one yeah charlie i was like rocket lawyer i was like oh, i've heard of rocket lawyer <laughs> hey charlie moore so and out here raising money and getting paid and all that good stuff so y'all we are at the end of the show and we normally will go into uh, new patrons or anyone who's given us a raise we didn't have anyone over the last week um, so we'll hope that the, oh, go ahead. You got somebody. More? I have one more thing um, before we end the main show. I have to read this. Um, I hope she does not get upset. Um, but Ms. Sharice Dunwood DM'd me during the show and said, hi, Stephanie, we've not met, but I'm Rob's wife, Sharice. He may not mention it, but tomorrow he turns the big five up. If he doesn't say anything, please surprise him with a big birthday shout out if it fits into the show tonight. And I I wrote her back. I said, you know, you did mention it at the beginning, but I still wanted to read that DM because I just thought it was lovely. So happy happy birthday birthday from from the wifey. Thank you. I have to tell her thank you uh, when we get off. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on my own birthday. I, I never have been. Um, uh, she celebrates please. them like people who really aren't big on their birthdays don't mention the fact that they are having a birthday. So that part, <laughs> yeah, okay, get out of um, here. Let, let me say it like this: I'm not big on birthday parties. That's that's, that's okay. The thing I'll say. Big let on celebrating my birthday. Yeah, so yeah, Listen, I'm, I'm gonna let you know. Every day above dirt is a celebration, and you know people. Um, it's okay for people to post on Facebook and social media that it's my birthday so they can see all the people fill in with all the happy birthdays because that's special, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, you know, ain't nothing wrong with being, you know, 
Rob, yeah, yeah, being no, my, my, my birthday present, like I said, was my little bit graduating high school yesterday. That is and it. 50 is a milestone not afforded to everybody. So you, you can't just be like, I don't know, birthdays. I just don't do yeah. like that's a, a time to reflect yeah. and be grateful and celebrate the fact that you're still here. Yeah, well, appreciate it's not guaranteed. Pre- clearly appreciate my wife. Appreciate y'all for mentioning it. And as I said, uh, we normally would shout out our patrons, uh, any new ones or anyone who's given us a raise. We didn't have any this week. Um, so we'll, we'll, you know, hopefully, uh, when we uh, get together, uh, next week, now I should give this public service announcement. Um, next Monday is the holiday. Next holiday is Memorial Day. We will not actually be doing a live show, uh, you know, on Memorial Day. So I believe, uh, we're going to actually have some, you know, some best of clips. <laughs> yes, we will. We're going to have <laughs> some to step, get some together. <laughs> we will, we yeah. will have some a best of show. We're going to have a best yes, of yes. show uh, next Monday. <laughs> so I'm just letting all the folks know right now. Uh, Saray, Charles, uh, anybody else who uh, you know watches uh, the, the the live stream uh, recording of it, uh, don't come for us. Uh, we let you know now. We will not be here next Monday. So I will be at the beach. So uh, with that. Uh, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get to you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph and check out my website at tilldeathyoutweet.com. And you can find me everywhere on social media at Brother Tech. That's B R O T H A T E C H. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And also we are at the tech John on all the things. And we tend to hang out over on looks like Twitter is probably the, the primary, but we're on all the things. So hit us up. We'll get back with you. Yeah, maybe we need to uh, big up our Twitter community that we uh, don't really post in. We got a community. That's right. Come find out about tech jobs at the Tech John. Maybe that's where we can. Maybe that's where we can put the resources. I'm saying that's what we're going to do. Come on, the Tech John Twitter community. So until we meet again in two weeks' time. Peace. 